Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you were too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is, according to Bree, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we started this, we were just talking about barnacles and how much they disturb Disgusting. you. Disgusting. So well, let's just get out of the way. This uh, week's topic <laughs> is comparisons. But yes, getting into a more important topic, <laughs> I was just saying if I could get rid of three things on this earth Mm -hmm. every single time i ask that question to people because i am very curious most people the first thing they say is mosquitoes okay yeah because they're irritating irritating, i don't give a fuck first thing (laughs) barnacles they're so gross to me i want to know but like how often are you interacting with barnacles enough (laughs) once a year is enough and i also do remember um as a kid i um one of my friends had a cabin on the ocean okay. and we would run around low tide. Oh, yeah. And one day my foot slipped oh, on a rock. Oh, that's the worst. It literally looked like it was just a cheese grater oh, against probably God. from the sole of my foot to like halfway up my shin. Oh. So, yeah. So, and even if you don't see them that much, they're that disturbing to you that just knowing they exist in the world. The is look enough. of, yeah. I can't even, I was saying, uh, not on. Uh, record, <laughs> but I was saying that I don't usually get that weird fear of uh, the dots. Trying to trick up phobia. Yeah. It's, a lot of people have it. I usually don't get it, but I think I get something similar with barnacles. That the fact that there's like a little gross, alive rock creature. I wish you all could see Sean's that's face right sharp, now. About this. That lives on the sides of things and they like open up. Oh, they're so gross. Yeah. And then I was saying when people like shave with a big like spork, <laughs> they like shave them off their boats because they weigh them down. Yeah. It's disgusting. So I get rid of those first. All right. So comparisons. <laughs> comparisons. <laughs> so if I was going to compare barnacles <laughs> to mosquitoes on terms of annoyingness. You've now got that. Oh, yeah. 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 Good, good for you for letting the people know about that. Thank you. Hopefully I really that was tied that together. Yeah, therapeutic. For it you. wasn't. I actually feel like I kind feel like heebie jeebies. Oh, yeah. gosh. Okay, wherever you're listening, please follow or subscribe. Don't base your decision to do that <laughs> off of what, how we started this episode. Or do. Yeah, or depending. <laughs> if you also hate barnacles, subscribe. <laughs> Give us five stars and also follow us on social media at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Um, over on our Instagram, you can click the link in the bio. There's our merch, our Patreon, and let's just do it from the jump this time. I want to thank Aiden for sponsoring us on Patreon. Um, it really means a lot. Thanks for being so ge- generous. And um, to all of our other patrons, it really, 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 like, we can't say it enough. We appreciate it so much. Um, if you want to consider throwing us a buck or two a month, we'd really, really appreciate it. And I love you a lot for it. Obviously, we put a lot of time into this podcast, so it means the world to us. Um, and our merch is up. So we got some cool stuff. I'm wearing it right now. It's so comfortable. It is really comfortable. I love our hoodies. Um, oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, we've got a special guest calling in today. Not today, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's my mom. Not kidding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so comparisons. Yeah. I was going to say Sean actually thought of this topic. Then I'm like, Sean thinks the most topics. Most? (laughs) How many episodes are we at? What? 1010? 1010? 1010? Is this 1010? A hundred and something. I think, no exaggeration, you're maybe up to three. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> and one of those is the ever infamous Breeze Birthday. 
I'm very, I bring a lot to the table. You here. did create a cult classic. So. I did. You know what? For me, it's quantity over quality. I like to put it. That's put the memorable. The opposite ones. of what you're doing. <laughs> You've done no quantity, and also, sadly, no quality. I'm just here for the laughs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At, at my expense. <laughs> so yeah, another um, special topic. Brought to us by Sean. Here we go. Big brain me. Um, and he can't read, but he can think of topics. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think this is an interesting one because I think that everyone suffers to some degree with comparison. I think people always have. But I think with the new age of social media, it has increased. Oh, it's amplified, baby. It is nuts out there um, for everybody. Let's start there. Let's start with everybody. And yeah. then we'll we'll siphon into the queerness aspect. Totally. Um, I think it's absolutely just such a dumpster fire that it's so easy for us to compare these days. Yeah. Because... You know, before social media was such a huge thing, or even when it was, like, kind of new, you know, people had Facebook or MySpace, whatever. It was, like, really hard to directly, in a quantifiable way, compare yourself. Yeah. Um, so, like, obviously, everyone, like, time old tale, you know, you look at people in your high school and you, you feel like someone's prettier or you feel like someone's maybe fitter or you feel like, oh, that person is more popular than me or they make people laugh more, blah, 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 list goes on. And someone can say to you, well, no, because I actually find you more attractive or uh, no, actually, I think you're funnier or yeah, they might be popular to those people, but these people like you more or it might seem like they're, they have the best life ever, but actually XYZ is different. And I think that's continues to be true, obviously, in this day and age, but it makes it harder to debunk or debate when you have direct analytics of who's doing better than who. Yes. Which is crazy. I think uh, uh, for everybody and um, unspecifically straights (laughs) right now, a big thing uh, that I, um, I don't know, came to terms with how how much comparing is going on um, was, you know, all those memes and tweets about how 13-year-olds looked when... This is what I looked like when I was 13. This is what 13-year-olds look like now. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's a joke, Mm -hmm. but just the fact that there are 13-year-olds, I'm just using an example, don't quote my exact years or whatever, Mm -hmm. just the fact that there are 13-year-olds that have already such specific physical traits to um, exemplify and to recreate Uh is like shocking and haunting to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, this is what 13-year-olds look like. Yes, because you used to think it was okay to um, enjoy horses or something (laughs) and let people know that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I think that I... It's weird, right? Because... I think that now I'm kind of seeing it go a little bit more the back the other way of like people like really young people like on TikTok and stuff trying to make it like known that like it's cool to like whatever you like. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we're still like really far off of that. And even that, then it becomes this weird subculture of like it's cool to not like what the cool kids like. And then yeah. that's like a whole other game in itself. Yeah. Um, but um, 
for me, the crazy moment of that was seeing those memes. And then also me and my sister one day were randomly talking about old Disney. Okay. And just for fun, you know, like a lot of times in magazines or on Instagram, you'll see like throwbacks pop up from like old stars or Disney stars or whatever it may be. But just for fun, I was like looking up on my phone while chatting with my sister about it. You know, old pictures of the infamous Ashley Tisdale red carpets or like Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez and all these like, you know, Disney stars, starlets, if you will. And what was wild to me was looking at it and mentally thinking those look like real people. Yeah. And it. And I don't even mean that in like a shady, like, oh, now people are so over the top. Like, look, I want to clarify. I don't mean it in a like they looked natural way because they were still wearing a lot of makeup, you know, for their age. They're like, you know, fully done up on the red carpet. Obviously, they had their own like, you know, stylists and all these other things. So they were still it's not like just because it was like back then doesn't mean Selena Gomez just rolled out of bed 12 years old and got on the red carpet. She still had this whole thing, but she still looked like she was 12. Yeah. And she's still... now you see like Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And you're like, that is a 30 year old woman. Not in, I'm not age shaming her at all. No, she's a gorgeous young woman, but she's a young woman. (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy because I, I remember looking at it and just being like, huh? Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, and this is going to once again, come off, Poorly, but I think <laughs> nice. it speaks. Keep going, yes. <laughs> I think it speaks to the fact. Not it's nothing against these women because obviously they're beautiful young women or were. Now they are, you know, not old women, but just ancient. women. Yeah, ancient <laughs> like women. Your age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but at the time, I just remember looking at them, and I'm like, even my brain is so skewed now that I'm like, wow, like they were picked as the leads on the show. They don't even look that pretty. That popped into my brain, and I was like. What the fuck have I been conditioned yeah. to see now that I'm looking at like the, you know, high school musical stars, the Selena Gomez's of the world, the Hannah Montana's who are literally picked as being like beautiful, young, preteen women to star in these shows. You know, you can only imagine how many young girls auditioned for these roles. Yeah. And Disney was like, yep, that that's the model one. Right. And I was like, oh, meh. Not in, like, a mean way. Like, I just genuinely, that just popped into my head. Because now you see, like, the Dove Camerons and the the people that are so, like, over the top. Not more beautiful, but yeah, more... Yeah, not, s- like, super hideous Selena Gomez, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you're going to drag me for this. You know what I mean? Just because, like, she looked like someone co- who could have gone to my high school. Yes. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is, like, it doesn't look that unattainable. And I think that was, like, something really magical about that time. Is like, obviously, they were beautiful young girls, but... They did. They were relatable. Like they looked like someone that yes, they would. They probably have been the most beautiful person at your high school, probably. But they looked like someone who could walk down the hallway at my high school. Yeah. You know what I mean. Whereas now, it's so over the top that it almost is like so unrelatable that it's like, well, no one looks like that. Yeah. But your brain, because you see more and more of it, starts to think that people are supposed to look like that. Yeah. And you're like, I'm the only person that doesn't look like this. Yeah. And Every it... other person looks like this. <laughs> looks and like they this. somehow fucked up making me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like really fucked. And I think it's getting more and more fucked, not just because of social media, but in 2020, because 
now kids are getting less and less in-person interaction. So at least, you know, in regular times, like social media You can media see is all so the hard, real uggos But then you person. go to high school and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, right. Everybody's still uggo. Oh, right, we're all still ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but now there's like there's no time that the curtains pull back. Yeah, it's like if you're just constantly thriving off of seeing these filtered, edited images. And by the way, for anyone out there who thinks that you can't edit video, oh, can oh, you let me tell edit you. video? Go check out Bree's channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say this: I have never edited any of my videos, and I've only filtered my photos because I will have to go to therapy if I ever facetowned. Right. I, I will. I will oh, have yeah, to go yeah. to therapy. I'm already bad enough as is. I went through this rabbit hole once where I, went, I watched all these videos of people doing their Facetune photos, like Tana and all those those uh, big influencers, YouTube girls, that do it. And they're like, this is how I Facetune. This is me before and after. And they press the before and after. And I'm like, I don't need to well, see Well, we that. just went through Tana's Instagram, and she crea- creates, and honestly, she creates not a new to person. shame her, no. because she is an artist. Oh, she is a, a, Facetune a artist. sculptor. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, like, how do you Facetune that well? On Like, g- genuinely. Like, I don't even know how you can use an app to create a new person, like, but she does. She remolds and she is, her And she is a gorgeous person. girl before creating, before even new Tana. <laughs> I know. And it's wild. Like, that's the thing is people are so good at it these days. Both, like, there's Facetune video. There's regular Facetune. I purposely Facetune audio, which we I do not use. have the apps on my phone <laughs> because if I had them, I'd be like, should I dabble? Should I dabble? Yeah. And I'm like, then I will hate myself. Absolutely. But like, I can understand the pressure of all these people out there that are seeing all these like perfect face people. And something that's really gotten disturbing to me lately in regards to that whole, like everyone looking perfect social media thing is I'm starting to get comments on my YouTube videos about how brave I am. <gasps> That's the that's the word. That's the, the word. Brave. Yeah, I'm bra- brave. I'm brave because I'm ugly. <laughs> Bree, you're so brave for coming on camera. <laughs> Showing your hideous yeah. fucking face. That's how it feels when I read those comments. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I got one just Bree, before. You like, are so brave for usually being a gargoyle on the side of a bank. <laughs> But for climbing down today and filming a video. Like, literally, like, I got one this morning, and I literally looked at it, and I was like, it was like this very, like, eloquently put thing about how, like, it's so hard to look at all these perfect, beautiful influencers, and she really feels it's nice to come and not and not see a beautiful person. See something incredible, almost too attainable. (laughs) Too relatable, okay? No, but, like, the thing is, is, like, I see what this person was saying, but it's funny. Because now, me, unedited, without makeup on, is brave. (laughs) I'm brave. I'm brave for showing my unedited bare face. Yeah. That's fucked. Like, that's where the world is now, where it's, 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 Brave. Brave. Like, I'm getting medals. I'm getting awards on YouTube for showing my fucking face the way it is. Yeah, you're going to be at the streamies for bravest YouTuber of the year. <laughs> and we want to bring on the Ugly 2020 yeah. Award for bravery of just owning your ugly self. Like, Everybody watch out. We're going to draw the curtain. <laughs> Like, actually, and I'm like, holy shit, this is where we've come, that I'm, like, doing one of my, I'm doing Vlogmas right now. And you're like, I feel gorgeous. And I'm like, I literally, I'm like, ooh, lighting's good, okay, I think I look cute. Like, do I think I look my best? No, I haven't brushed my hair yet that day, I have, you know, I haven't put any makeup on. Yeah. But 
it's it's not even like I'm trying to do that for a bit, you know? I don't even acknowledge it <laughs> oh, in the video. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm in the video and being like, oh my gosh, just guys, woke this up. is wild. Like, <laughs> haven't done my makeup today. Ooh, like, it's literally like, just like, hey guys, like, today I'm fucking, I don't know, building a snowman out of Parmesan shavings. <laughs> what do people do for fun? Not that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm now. vegan, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm gonna buy all the parmesan in the world and then just waste That's it. That's brave. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm literally, and people in the comments are like, the bravery. In this video. Honestly. Hey, Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. So, yeah, um, I we won't get into the queer part yet because there's yeah. still more to break down on the, um, just the looks aspect yeah, of yeah. it. Um, I think, to, uh, well, looks and other things. I do a lot of toxic shit to myself. Mm -hmm. I yeah. got mental illness in it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I do a lot of fucked up shit to myself. Yeah. Got the depression, got the anxieties, yeah. got all that fun shit. Got some fucking self-harm in there, you know, trigger yeah. wording. I really, I guess it doesn't work if it's before. <laughs> it's I mean, after. Well, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, I have done a lot of fucked up shit to mm -hmm. myself. But I'm realizing... And I, this is the reason I wanted to talk about this episode, talk about this topic on this yeah. episode. Um, I'm realizing as an adult, probably the most toxic thing I find myself doing to myself mm -hmm. is comparing myself to other people and not even in just a physical way, yeah. because that is a big part of it, especially... Um, 2020 has been a fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but for comparisons, um, yeah. it's honestly... I, it got to the point that I was in, like, not a great headspace and was like, wow, I haven't worked out in a while. And then I go on Instagram and everybody is, like, toned and yeah. skinny and, you know, like, this incredibly unattainable body mm -hmm. image that's mostly just yeah. genetics for a yeah. lot of people. Totally. <laughs> and then with 2020, there's, a like, a whole nother fucked up thing that you compare or that I compare, which is like success, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. career. Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, how other people that I, you know, went to school with are doing in yeah. their design careers, like just fucked oh, up yeah. shit. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I genuinely came to the conclusion that I think that is at this point in 
time the most toxic thing that I do to myself. Yeah, and it's it is, and it's weird acknowledging that, but it's also like it's something that's really hard to unlearn. Oh, absolutely. Because I have checked myself. I can't even count the amount of times I've said, you know, comparison is something that you should not do. Like, step away from your phone. Like, stop thinking about how that person's doing it. Like, they're not you. They're, it's, you know, a different path. And then it's easy to fall back into. Like, I clock myself on it sometimes. And then, you know, a week later, I'm like, fuck. I like, gotta be brave again. <laughs> brave. Bring out my bare skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And it's like, and it's crazy because I think that especially for me in every career space, I think that's very, very normal. And I feel that in a lot of different career paths that I have. But for me with the social media creator component, it's hard because like when in certain industries you could be like, oh yeah, well they do better there, but like maybe their company, they have to like work longer hours or like maybe I actually make more. You don't really know what people make or like, oh yeah, but they have to like commute that far or like oh they only got that job because they know the fucking dad of the company or like whatever the hell like there's all these ways you can kind of talk yourself off the ledge about it yeah but when it comes to being a social media creator it's like so cut and dry it's just like people like them better yeah that's how it feels right and it's like there there is truth to that and you know so and so posts can post like almost the same type of content and I'm like for whatever reason people like that person or better. Or the exact same and sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like yeah, <laughs> the exact same as mine sometimes. Yep. And it's hard because um us just like subtweeting people and shading them. <laughs> Listen, we have nothing else. <laughs> Honestly, we have nothing else left. Um yeah, and it's hard sometimes like and I do have to like consciously because it's very toxic to do to yourself. And like I have been in those spirals where I'm like I must be doing it all wrong. I must not be funny. I must not be relatable. I must be saying it wrong. I'm not this enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not uh, pretty enough. I, I should do X, Y, Z. Wait, when did the comparison start? Uh, <laughs> so you're like, I'm hearing truths. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then? <laughs> we could get to the when? things you make up in your mind now. Um, the one thing I do have on them is bravery, okay? Bra- you are the bravest <laughs> the YouTuber. Bravest. <laughs> no, and it's hard because you're like, okay, like, I post just as much content or maybe more and like whatever. And they're like growing faster. They're doing better. And there's only so much you can be like, oh, the algorithm, this algorithm, that it's like really easy to just like directly with numbers compare yourself. It's also so odd to compare things like success and career because of how much of a farce people showing that online is. Uh Oh my God. Like, it's like, wow, I'm not as successful as this person. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, their entire life is a yeah. lie. Oh. It's like, wow, I wish I had all these nice things. Meanwhile, uh-huh. they're literally like 200 grand in credit card debt. Oh, yeah. You know? 100%. <laughs> so. And I think that has been something that's actually like, I'm kind of ashamed to say it that I couldn't just do it on my own. Something that's been very helpful for me yeah. is getting the opportunity to see behind the curtain for a lot of those people. Yeah. I don't like I'm like, to I'm s- poor, but they're secret. <laughs> so. It's like, I don't like to, I don't want to make it sound that I'm ha- happy that they their Fail. lives yeah, are miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but it is kind of weirdly refreshing when you've spent a certain amount of time comparing yourself to another individual or set of individuals, and then you meet them in person, and you're like, oh, they're miserable, or their relationship isn't actually that great, or whatever it is. And then the frustration transfers from like feeling like 
oh, I want what they have, because you're like, I don't want that, now that I've seen what's really going on behind the scenes, yep. to then, once you've seen behind the curtain, you can't unsee it. So seeing all of their followers, like, believing this farce that they're kind of selling them, and, like, wanting, wishing that you could kind of, like, rip that yeah. away, is, like, such a weird thing. But, like, obviously, why would you? Like, why would it benefit anybody? But I do think it, there's a certain part that's frustrating, speaking... Once again, as a brave YouTuber a, that's yeah. out here being real, authentic, and brave, brave. <laughs> um, when people are not doing those things, it's kind of like, oh, you're adding to this like understanding that like life is like fairy tales and perfect. And I do see it bleed over into the people that are being more authentic, which is kind of weird and frustrating. Like for me, I'll talk directly about how I've seen it affect me and my relationship online is people equating the success of my relationship to how often Julia shows up nice in my social media. Right. Literally, because, like, people are so... They're like, like, I've never seen her. They must be on the rocks. No, literally. People are so brainwashed by these couples that are, like, doing every TikTok dance together, every video together, every Instagram story together, every post together. I'm not saying that for some people that isn't real, but I am saying that it's not for everybody in the way that they present it. Like, it's very, like, business-oriented. Like, we're hiring professional photographers to take these shoots because we know that they do well and we know that we're going to get bucks off of this and it's going to help us grow. Once again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Get your bag, do your business. But when you're not also showing the other side of the hardships or when it's like just always sunshine and rainbows, like you're really selling that, it does like make people believe that when someone isn't doing that, it me must mean that their relationship isn't as like strong. Well, yeah. And that's also, I think you compare your relationship to influencer relationships that yeah. you see and you say hey look how happy these people look yeah. that is them expressing their happiness and i can say from experience yeah. the couples that uh show it the most on social media <laughs> yeah. are not the happiest i would say the <laughs> or, polar opposite yeah. and if you met brie and julia in person you would be disgusted by how constant it is in person <laughs> yeah and that's the funny thing is people are always like i have dms all the time people are like are you and julia just like very like separate from each other like she just doesn't you show guys affection just aren't, like, affectionate, like you guys just don't like to like be like you, you're not really romantic and i'm like people that know us in person are like you guys are fucking disgusting they just to just to prove how disgusting they are because this is the one that haunts me the most <laughs> <laughs> they sleep like on top of each other basically yeah they noodle themselves together we never let go and sleep like that like faces touching They're like koalas it makes it sound like i've seen it which i haven't but you've described it yeah and that to me is just so wild like if julia like okay our thing like now once we're on the topic just to like cement it in if we do decide to face opposite ways when we sleep and not be fully entangled we have to have both our butt cheeks and our feet touching because we want to feel like we're connected together. <laughs> so our our bottoms of both of our feet touch and our butt cheeks touch. Well, that's other. that's the thing that people aren't seeing in the post though is that they're <laughs> seeing you, but Julia's feet are underneath you, <laughs> intertwined with your toes. You know what I need to post more is our butt cheeks. Touching. Yeah, touching. You know, well, I really that's, think that's that a whole different <laughs> coming to OnlyFans yeah. 2021. Oh my god! Okay, speaking of OnlyFans. Uh -huh. I'm such, like, a money-driven person. Uh -huh. I know you're even more than I am. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I have even found myself comparing success 
to people that are on things like OnlyFans. And I'm honestly like, well, I could just do that if I wanted to make that money. And I'm literally comparing myself with a situation that I know I'm not cut out for and a situation that I know is outside of my comfort zone. That you wouldn't be comfortable doing. Because I'm like, it's so easy for them. Meanwhile, I don't know their fucking life. They could could be so uncomfortable with it. They could be in a situation that they need cash. Like, there's so many different levels. And I'm honestly like, it's just so easy. I could do it. And I'm like, I literally could not do it. Because that's the thing. Like, (laughs) part of the sell of sex work is making it look like it's all fun and rainbows, right? No one wants to see a miserable sex worker. Like, no one's paying for that. Yeah. Right? So, like, but it's true. It leaks into all these different avenues, especially now that everything is more social media based, which we've talked about before. We both think is an amazing thing that these sex workers have this platform to do that and make their own money and be in control of it. But also, like, it's now becoming so mainstream that you see people, like, speaking about Tana again, which is the perfect example across the board like what i just saw a vlog the other day that she was like in behind like in one of the little clips and i forget who was vlogging anyways she was like shaking her ass in front of a car and someone was like how much money did you just make for that and she was like "Mm, probably that video probably 30 to 50 grand and it was like her wearing a thong and obviously this is tana yeah right like obviously she built a you know 10 20 million following before so her ass is has more money on it. I'm not saying everyone makes that money. But it was just like that moment of just being like, Ugh, that's annoying. Yeah. And then I'm like checking myself. I'm like, okay. first of all, you're not going to go stand anywhere and shake your ass to make 30 grand. No one wants down. to see a brave OnlyFans creator. <laughs> brave OnlyFans. Just, my OnlyFans name is Bravery. 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 <gasps> that's a great name for me. Braver Bree. Brave, brave. Bravery. I just like my name being Bravery. Like, that's my first name. No, I like Braverbree. Braverbree. Yeah. Mm, no. No? Okay. <laughs> Bravery, Bravery Williamson is, yeah. is my name. Okay. Uh, when I'm on OnlyFans. So since this is a, a queer-focused podcast, yeah. should we talk about queer Yeah, we probably conversing? should. Yeah, that's, that's true. So, yeah. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about toxic comparisons. Yeah. That was the worst. Oh, What? Comparing my queer journey to to someone else's queer journey. And I remember especially, like, a big chunk of it was um, I wasn't really the Instagram generation, Uh but I was the YouTube generation. The Tyler Oakley's, that. And seeing happy queer people and people being out and me comparing, Mm -hmm. like, if you could just fucking muster up and come out, you would be so happy, happy, you know? And it's like, did I fucking really need that on top of my brain as well? It's so fucking traumatic. Yeah. I I can relate to that. Not so much before I was out. This is kind of weird. Like, I'm kind of the opposite. Before I was out, I... I never really watched YouTube or anything like that. Like, I just honestly didn't even know about it. I was yeah. so, like, in a circle that I didn't even know, like, gay people made YouTubes. I didn't even know, like, You didn't know gay like people that. were out there, like, or <laughs> Yeah, who, existed. what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had no idea. And um, then once I was, like, kind of, like, out enough, like, to certain friends and stuff, and I was on, like, the whole, like, Tumblr page, like, I did have that comparison of, like, being kind of frustrated. Like, I would see all these people, like, in long-distance relationships with their girlfriends over Tumblr, and I'm like... 
I can't do that because I'm not out. And like they like would do the meetups in the airport. Like they'd fly to each other and like yeah. post it on Tumblr. And I'm like, like dress I, up as a butler I'm, and like, <laughs> I'm your ride, you know, and like wear the ride, but like not in that sense, you know. That exactly. Whole thing. And yeah. I wanted to do that. No, but like for me, I would always be like, oh, like I wouldn't be able to tell my mom where I was going. Yeah. So like I couldn't do that. Like, and I don't want to have a girlfriend because then she's gonna ask me to do that cute thing that they do on Tumblr, and I can't do that. It was like that was the that was my relation to that comparison. But something I've noticed that I'm doing recently and maybe people can relate to this listen is... can i guess what it is because sure. i think i think i do it as well okay comparing yourself to people that are out and enjoying life young yes yeah isn't that it's isn't fucked. that so fucked it's up it's so fucked up okay i'm so happy also, not happy you relate to this but yeah. like it makes me feel less like nuts it's so fucked up and it's so selfish to see a young yes. queer person and be like i wish i could have had more years of happiness yes <laughs> it was just crazy right because like here i am sitting in my like out and proud life. I've got this like beautiful girlfriend. My family is supportive and awesome. I, you know, I get to make money off of like talking about the fact that I'm gay brave. And, <laughs> <Sorry>. bra- <laughs> and so brave and like, you know, check, check, check. So many things that when I was younger, I would have never thought I would get yeah. G- genuinely in my life. I would have never thought I'd be where I am. And now I'm like, I wish I had them earlier. Now, yeah, now I'm on fucking TikTok and I'm seeing these 14 year olds with their freaking girlfriends being all happy and out and being like, yay, like pride, like blah, 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 blah. And I watch it and I'm like, fuck you. Like literally, which is so it's so gross. It's so gross. Why when did, am I angry about this? When did we become like the the witches in Disney movies yeah. that harvest youth? Yes. <laughs> I'm literally like, oh, would have been nice to live my high school years, not miserable, crying, closeted, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like instead of looking and being like, oh, isn't that great that people That's now so... have that high school experience? Wow. Isn't that great that there's been enough of a shift in yeah. mindset towards queer people that people are comfortable coming uh-huh. out at a young age and have parents that accept them and are comfortable posting it online. Wow. Yeah. I'm so happy and proud to be in this community <laughs> that we've grown in this yeah. way instead sometimes, which honestly, I will give myself an mm-hmm. out here. Most of the time, yeah. that's how I feel. Exactly. Most I would say time. 99%. But the fact that there's a tinge yes, of wanting tinge. to become there's them. There's a tinge. <laughs> there's a tinge of that, like, oh, well, if I had been able to be 14 and out, like, yeah. my life would have been better, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is wrong It's so fucking weird. <laughs> like, it's so weird. But I think it just comes from that, like, place of, like, how much life sucked for me at that point. Yeah. Um, obviously, people have it way worse than I did. But any queer person can relate to feeling like... Fuck, I feel so stuck. My life sucks. I can't be my authentic self. Like, I had to go through years of, like, of unlearning all this, like, internalized homophobia and all this stuff. And I'm like, these fucking kids don't even have a chance to learn homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so wonderful. But also a small part of me is angry that I didn't get it. Absolutely. And it's like, I don't know what that is. So, like, that, I'm... <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> to, like, still together. have to like unlearn things like that yeah and we're fucking coming at this as like two cis white people oh 100 you know like the layers of ours are much simpler much simpler easier like fuck we're the worst i remember like i remember when i first went to like a gay event meeting this person that like looking back i didn't really like think about how old they were but like i think i was probably like 18 And they were probably, like, late 30s or something. And most people, if you've been to queer spaces, you know that there's only so many of them that, like, the age range is quite large at most of these queer spaces. Like, you can go to any gay bar and you're going to see the, like, 
65 year old drag queen and like you know a elderly gay couple as long as well as these people that clearly have fake IDs like it's such a range and uh I remember me and this girl were like dancing and this like in my mind my perception at the time was like this bitter old lesbian going by us and being like must be nice or like made a comment like that and now it's you're that and now I'm like I'm the bitter old lesbian yeah I'm the bitter old lesbian I mean, not that I would say that. Like, I'm not that big. No. But I would only say it to the thousands of listeners that listen to I Can Explain yes, Podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yeah. like, so in the, in the tight-knit community safe space we have here, yeah. I will divulge that every once in a while I retract to that space. And I remember thinking that so, was so weird when I was, like, 18. Because I remember kind of, like, feeling like me being there was, like, was really awesome and it did feel really awesome in so many ways obviously but I remember not understanding how anyone else could not feel like it was awesome like why wouldn't they just be so stoked that younger people could be going out and her vibe was totally like you don't get how it was for me back in your age and day and I'm like like, we're the same age (laughs) (laughs) I'm 52 the only difference now is that it's shifted a little like six years younger right right yeah and and I'm and I'm now annoyed at that shift of six years. Yeah, I'm, I'm bitter and old. I'm the bitter old lesbian. Yeah, <sighs> it's just such a wild thing, and I think uh, it just kind of goes back to I really just need to be appreciative of what I have mm-hmm. and my own journey yeah. and how I got here. Yeah, and um, it's a really uh, every way you look at it, career. Body, uh-huh. uh, uh, bravery, um, <laughs> queer story, everything. It's like a grass is greener kind of situation. Totally. Yeah. 100%. And like they say, the gardeners, um, they say mm-hmm. grass is greener where you water it. Ah, uh, those gar- gardeners are wise. They really know something. Yeah, they know something. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And I've noticed it a lot lately. Ever since getting on TikTok. I don't know if it's just because it's a different demographic. I almost said younger, but it's not. Like, a lot of people that are commenting this are are all sorts of ages, honestly, when I think about it. But I never really get these comments on YouTube or Instagram, so I'm not sure if that's why this is. But um, I've noticed a lot of comments on TikTok in regards to the comparison thing. Right. In Specifically when it comes to being queer. Um, a lot of people, like questioning their queerness because of the amount of people that they've hooked up with or that they haven't actually dated someone um, that matches their identity um, yet or, uh, you know, that they're X age and still not out and that makes them feel like, you know, well, how could I be queer or maybe it's too late for me? Yeah. So much, like, so many different que- so many different questions across the board that all kind of tie down to the same thing of people seeing these people that are like out and proud and living their lives and have maybe dated multiple people or have hooked up with a lot of people and feeling like, okay, well, I'll never get that. So I must be lesser than like my, either my queerness is less valid or I'm like shittier and less brave or, you know, like all these things that you kind of put on yourself None of which are true, by yeah. the way. Like, yeah. we got to say that. And my answer back is always, like, everyone's on their own path. Like, there's no right time to come out. There's no, like, age that seems too old. You don't have to have dated anyone else or hooked up with anyone else. And you always answer those things, but you can tell that, like, that doesn't really change it for those people. Yeah, exactly. Well, it ties directly into delayed adolescence. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, you like, that doesn't help. Hearing that doesn't really help. No. And I think that why that's a newer thing, and maybe why I'm noticing it more on TikTok, 
is because of these people that are younger these days being out and proud. It's like more people are seeing more people being out and happy and proud and like seemingly living these perfect lives at younger ages. So it puts even more pressure on them. Oh, yeah. Well, when you see something being more accessible for other people. Yes. If it's not currently or wasn't recently accessible to you, you kind of go into a little panic. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's so fantastic that representation is getting more and queerness is being more normalized and there's all these people that are out and like living their lives as their true selves. Like there are like a boatload of reasons why that is so fantastic. But I also can see the fact that like, for example, for me in my high school, no one was out. Yeah. So at that time, the only pressure that I had about coming out was with myself. I didn't, I wasn't looking at a plethora of people going, Oh God, everyone else is out and I'm last to it. Yeah. I, in fact, it was the polar opposite. I thought I was the fucking only one. So I was like, how am I going to be the only one? So when I was younger, my issue was lack of representation. And now I'm seeing it kind of like turn to a lot of people feeling like that here are all these people that seemingly just can do it so easily and be so fine. And they have no problems with their families. Yeah. Like, why is that not my situation? And that's frustrating. Yeah. Before it was like, Oh, I'm so scared to come out so early. And now it's like, I am so late to the party. Yeah. Everyone in, on earth is gay. And people are like, <laughs> I'm 19 and I still haven't come out. I'm like, yeah, can I come what? out? <laughs> like, like you think, do you think you're old? Like, yeah. What? Like, or people like uh, a lot of people think that, uh, like you said, not having hooked up with or kissed uh-huh. um, someone that fulfills their sexual orientation yeah. invalidates their sexuality. Yeah. It's like, no. Like, I'm 18 and I've never kissed a girl. Am I actually a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> I know, and we laugh, but I get that shit uh, all the time. Totally, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God. But it's because all these people are seeing these, you know, 15 year olds on TikTok with girlfriends out, all these different things. And it's like, that's so amazing that there's that, is, that representation. There's a dark normal, side. <laughs> but there is a side that I think it causes like a lot of comparison, like feeling like you're behind. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to anyone listening, there's no right time. And if anyone has a problem with the fact when you're trying to date, or whatever, that you haven't dated someone of the same gender or whatever gender fits your identity or that you haven't hooked up with someone, if they think that's a problem, then that's on them. And, and they're pff, toxic. Yeah, and like <laughs> red flag. And you've yeah. been alerted and dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah. So comparison is, what is it? There's a saying. It's like comparison is... Um, not good. Not good. I think that's the same. I think that's it. It really rolls off the tongue beautifully. (laughs) Comparison is not good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are probably going to get that tattooed on them after this. I think that's a, I would say it's a breeze quote, but it's so common. Yeah. It's so so out there that it's not yours, you know? Yeah. It's just (laughs) probably Aristotle's or something. Yeah. It brings like tears to my eyes when I say comparison is not good. All right. Well, now that we're leaving you with that little bit of wisdom, uh, wherever you're listening, make sure you're followed or subscribed and make sure you give us five stars, five stars only because if we have to compare our star ratings to other podcasts, game over. Oh my God. We don't need that. We don't need that spiral. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, click the link in our bio at I Can Explain Podcast. You'll find merch, our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Even if you can give us a buck a month, it would mean the world to us. If you can't, we really appreciate us you supporting us. And other ways like sharing us on social media telling your friends about us um 
Any, any way that you can spread the good gay word, we appreciate you. You can also follow us personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the gay ride. ride. But we won't compare our houses. <laughs> <laughs>